to The Joy of Gardening by Esther Brooks. I'm Tom Estabrook on a wonderful fall morning. It's officially fall. I'm wearing my flannel shirt. All comfortable, you know. There's nothing better than a flannel shirt come fall. You know, all nice and soft and warm. And then the day warms up and you can take that flannel shirt off and enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I always look forward to this time of year. It's my favorite time of year. And, uh, you know, Mother Nature is treating us awfully nice this week. Um, I've been busy in my yard. I have prepped my garden for next year. That's right, folks. I'm not going to be behind the eight ball. I have prepped an acre of land. That's right. My wife looked out the other day and looked at the field and went, uh, that's a little bigger garden than last this year. Um, what, what are we going to do? I'm like, don't worry. I'm not going to plant the whole thing, but I have a nice field. It's about an acre. I tilled the whole thing. I have, um, amended the soil a bit and I have added a cover crop, um, of oats. They should be sprouting up here within the next week or so. And mother nature's treating me nice. So that germination should happen a little sooner with this nice, nice weather. 70 degrees today. Going to be a beautiful weekend. Time to get out and enjoy fall. You know, no matter what you're doing, it's time to enjoy fall. And with that, a little sad story. Scarborough and Cannabonk are closing. You know, it's the end of the season. To us who own Estabrooks, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's time. Uh, Scarborough and Cannabonk will be closing on October 14th, Monday, Columbus Day weekend. Uh, we always stay open through that weekend, and we've got, obviously, clearance specials going on in those stores. Uh, so stop in if you're out and about today enjoying this wonderful weather. Stop in, see what kind of deals you might be able to find. The other thing that's going on is we have just started a special in Yarmouth, uh, 40% off all our Estabrooks grown perennials. So we're clearancing those in Yarmouth now also. Uh, many, many fresh material has come into the Yarmouth store, so it's not all shop-worn stuff. You know, a few things that uh, really look great. Um, some of the anemones and, and some of the fall-blooming perennials look really great. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. The ornamental grasses, all of that type of lovely stuff. But I want to talk a little bit because there's some plants that are really starting to show up and be beautiful right now. And crab apples are one of them. Uh, you know, we talk about apples and apple picking in the fall. Just a great, great, fun activity. The apple orchards have just been going gangbusters. Uh, you know, the pick your own has just been phenomenal with this weather. I mean, you can't have better weather than 70 degrees, go and pick apples and then make some apple crisp, you know, apple pie, something like that applesauce. Oh, I love... Fall is awesome. I just love this time of year. But we're talking crab apples. And what I wanted to talk about crab apples is crab apples and apples have really got a bad rap with cedar apple rust. And we've talked numerous times throughout the season about cedar apple rust. And it's that little orange dot that you get on the leaves. You know, kind of makes the tree look a little unsightly. Uh, you know, now's the time to think about using funganil to prevent that for next year. Uh, the other thing about crab apples is their glory in the fall and winter. So right now the fruit is just starting to really color up. It's starting to look phenomenal. Probably some of the leaves are starting to drop off your crab apple. And then that fruit all of a sudden takes front and center. Many of the new varieties like Red Jewel, Donald Wyman, you know, many different varieties are what they call 
persistent fruit. And for a lot of years, crab apples got a really bad rap because they were messy. They dropped the fruit, and people had to pick it up, and really had to do a lot of work to keep their yard looking good. Now, with these new varieties that have persistent fruit, meaning it stays on all winter, so you get this wonderful coloration of beautiful fruit all over the plant for fall, and then it lasts right into early winter, and then even some, like Donald Wyman, are late winter. The fruit is extremely hard, and it takes a long time for it to ferment. When that happens, that's when the birds are attracted. So the really, really varieties that are very, very persistent, the fruit is extremely hard, and the birds will not eat it for quite some time. They'll leave it alone. So it's a great late winter bird attraction, January, February, all of a sudden you'll see a flock of birds come through and the tree will be stripped of fruit. No clean, no mess. They bloom extremely heavy due to the fact that they have this persistent fruit and, uh, you know, get this wonderful, wonderful foliage color with the fruit. Just something you should come into the garden center and take a look at some of these varieties because they're just starting to really come into their glory. And unfortunately, most of the time, by the time they really start to look in the garden center, a lot of people are done planting and they don't get to see what they're missing. The garden center is just full of beautiful, beautiful color right now. And I'm not talking flowers. I'm talking foliage. You know, you look out the window here at the radio station, and the change from week to week is drastic now. We're getting towards probably midway on the on the peak, um, you know, is coming. I'm going to be heading north next weekend uh, camping and just looking forward to just an amazing, beautiful fall foliage season. If you have a question, though, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. If you don't want to, you know, be on the air, give Debbie your question and we'll get it on the air for you. Last week, we had a couple callers that didn't want to be on the air. Don't feel like you have to be on the air. Okay, I want to make that clear. This week is the last live show we're going to have, folks. So if you got a question, you better answer, you better either submit it to our website at estabrooksonline.com or call us this week cuz next week we're going taped. And we're going to be 1 hour instead of 2. We're starting our off-season programming, you know, where the gardening season is kind of winding down. We're going to have more guests, you know, we're going to be talking about more topics, you know, related to Christmas soon. I know. Poinsettias are all spaced out. They're looking beautiful. The brack size on the poinsettias are looking nice and big and beautiful. You know, we're talking about ordering Christmas trees. We're talking about, you know, wreath decorations and all the Christmas decor is starting to come in and get put out on the shelf. So it's coming, folks. So enjoy this time because it's just going to be gone soon. But with fall comes critters. Mice, chipmunks, everybody's starting to look for a nice warm home for winter. And on last week's, uh, not yesterday, but the week before, um, on our interview with Channel 6 on the news with Cindy Williams, we talked about mouse magic. And I wanted to bring it up today because we've sold out a couple times and we're ordering more because this is a great organic way to deter mice from coming into your home. Now, here in Maine, we've got a lot of old homes, and I always had a little bit of a problem with mice. 
Mouse magic is a great product because it deters mice from entering your home. And it will naturally deter them if you have them in the home. It will make them move out of the house. The, the trick is it's now is the time you need to use it because they're looking for a place. So where it is a deterrent, you know, and it's made from all these essential oils like peppermint oil and, you know, all these fun organic products. You just put it in your basement, put it in your pantry, put it in the areas where you know mice tend to congregate and it will push them right out of the house. They just don't like the smell of it, you know, and it smells great. It smells like peppermint. So, you know, think about picking up some of that and just throwing it in the basement, you know, and that's a great product. The other thing that we wanted to kind of discuss a little bit, now's the time to get those bird feeders back in play. Think about all the birds are starting to think about hibernating. They're starting to do their migration, you know, back and forth up and down the coast. Get the bird feeders out. Get them clean, fresh seed in them. There's plenty of food out in the landscape still, a lot of berries, a lot of seeds, a lot of, you know. But have that natural food source, you know, is going to be disappearing here. And so now is the time to get those feeders back out, make sure they're cleaned up, get some suet out in them, you know, get all the stuff set up so that as the birds are looking for food this fall, you're set up and then you're going to have wonderful bird watching all winter. Okay. Make sure you have good cover, you know, so they can come in, grab some seed and then go to an evergreen tree or some nice big bushes for them to hide in. Important to place your feeders in the right location to get birds to really, really come and use it all winter. So now's the time to think about that. I know we're thinking about all these things. Gutters, you got to think about your gutters, cleaning your gutters. And I know the list goes on and on. I'm thinking about all the things that I have to do at my house. Now the gutters, it's probably a little bit early just because the leaves aren't down yet. Once the leaves are down, then, you know, you do your final kind of clean up there. If you haven't set up your appointment with your landscaper to do your fall cleanup, call them this weekend and leave a message because they're chomping at the bit to kind of get out there and start cleaning up fairly soon. And as we know here in Maine, one day the foliage is beautiful, the next day it's on the ground. So it will happen. You know, we have had beautiful weather, no really heavy rain or anything to knock the leaves off the trees, but it's that one beautiful storm that comes through and all the glories on the ground. The other thing is you might think about pressing some leaves with your kids. You know, old-fashioned, tried and true, you know, fun project for the kids. Go out and pick some of those wonderful leaves off the trees or on the ground and press them in a book, you know, and identify which leaves they are. If you don't know which leaves they are, a great project for the kids. Press them, bring them into the garden center and we'll help you. We'll talk to the kids about the trees, why they turn the color they are. Give them kind of a a little education on why trees kind of are important in our landscape, how they help clean our air, how they help, uh, you know, give us air conditioning in the summer months, and how they give us wonderful shade uh, all season, you know, long. And in the winter, let's face it, they're wonderful firewood. You know, we're getting to that time. There's nothing better than a nice fire, you know, in the fireplace. You've got that nice smell, you know, or you've got that beautiful, you know, little fire pit out back. Now's the time to use all of those things. So great time of year. Bulbs, we got to start thinking about bulbs. Okay. 
I've been telling you over the last couple weeks to purchase your bulbs. Now it's time to get serious, okay? It's time to get them. You know, we're already starting to run out of some varieties. You know, things are really going well with the bulb sales this year. Uh, Mums, same thing. We are ahead of schedule. All the mums that we have are on display. We have nothing out back. It's been a, a wonderful season for fall mums this year at Estabrooks. And so, you know, don't hesitate. I know it, the temperatures are 70 degrees, but it's time to think about getting those plugged in, getting some for the steps, little corn stalk, pumpkins. Pumpkin sales have been wonderful too. You know, ornamental squash, all of those things have really been going along quite well. And then the dreaded deer. We've got to start thinking about repellents. You know, fencing some of those plants that get damaged, covering them with burlap. We're not going to do that yet, but we want to have the materials to do that when Mother Nature calls. You know, uh, getting stakes in the ground with for some of these plants that, you know, when the ground freezes, it's awfully tough to put stakes in the ground. Thinking about having those stakes to mark your driveway where, where it needs to be plowed. I know last year I have a very long gravel driveway at my house, and I didn't put my stakes up. And boy, with some of those heavy storms we had, it was pretty tough to find the driveway. <laughs> so this year, I'm making sure to have those materials at my house. So, you know, last minute, I can just pound in like those six stakes that mark the driveway. So when we plow the driveway, I have an easy way to find where, you know, I want to plow. And then also where I want to protect and put up a few stakes where I don't want the snow to go. Because those lovely plowmen don't think about plants in the off season. They think about, man, I've got a foot of snow on the ground, and I need to get the snow moved. I've been plowing for six hours, and I'm tired. Who cares about plants at this point? So protect and mark all those things you don't want to get you know, damaged. Uh, if you have a question, give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. know you have lots of choices when buying plants and garden supplies. But wouldn't you rather come to someone at your local garden center where you know us and we know you? Someone who knows Maine soil, Maine's climate, and knows what plants will thrive here. Someone who will make sure you find what you're looking for here or at one of our other independent garden centers. We support each other and work together to satisfy you. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the Independent Garden Centers of Maine at MaineIGC.com. Do you have planting insurance? You can with Biotone Starter Plus from Mespoma. It's the ultimate starter plant food, and you can use it for everything you plant. Just mix it in with the soil. It works like three products in one to guarantee your success, even in poor soils. The secret is a special blend of natural organic plant food, beneficial microbes, and mycorrhizal fungi. The result is that plants grow faster, roots grow deeper, and flowers and vegetables become more abundant. Maintain your plants with the Tones, a full line of organic plant foods including Holly Tone, Plant Tone, and Rose Tone. There's a tone for almost every tree, shrub, flower, or vegetable. Best of all, every Espoma product is safe for people, pets, and the environment. Look for Biotone Starter Plus at your local garden center and visit espoma.com slash videos for product info and valuable gardening tips. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. 
You know those Black Friday doorbuster deals where they offer ridiculous prices on a few items? Well, imagine that on almost every item. Estabrooks in Scarborough and Kennebunk are closing for the season on Monday, October 14th. And all trees, shrubs, perennials, roses, ground covers, and annuals are now 40 to 50% off. You'll enjoy a head start on next spring, and you won't even have to camp out the night before. To learn more, visit Estabrooks in Scarborough or Kennebunk or on the web at estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Can you feel the change coming? Leaves will turn, sweaters will be rediscovered, and autumn will be upon us. Get a jump start on the season with a kaleidoscope of fall color from Estabrooks. Homegrown garden mums are now available at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. A true harbinger of fall, these fantastic plants will bring the colors of autumn to your home all season long. Winter will be here soon, so make this a fall to hold on to. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, your host, on this wonderful Saturday morning. Beautiful fall day out there, and we've been talking a little bit about uh, some deer protection, and we're going to continue on that. But if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We have Diane on the line. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. I'm looking to plant a dappled willow in a flower bed. Will the root system from the dapple will take over the other plant. I was told they get a huge root system. Is that so? Well, any of the willows, let's face it, you know, whether it be weeping willow or the dappled willow, and for all of you folks who don't know what dappled willow is, it's a beautiful uh, shrub, comes in tree form and shrub form, gets new white and pink growth all over it. You can prune it back any time of year. It's a really easy plant, likes wet feet. Um, Diane, you know, great question because any of the willows, you need to be a little bit cautious about that. If you have a wet spot, that is a perfect scenario just because the roots won't search for water. Uh, so if it's a moist spot, the roots won't be as competitive. But if you have soil that is on the dry side, it's going to really search for water. And so keeping up your water on it will help keep the root system kind of confined. Uh, it will compete with other plants. So, you know, it's a big shrub. So, you know, eight by eight. Uh, so give it the room it needs. Um, if it's a perennial bed and you have a lot of plants around it, you know, it may start competing with some of those plants and kind of you may see over a number of years, some of those surrounding plants start to decline a little bit, and that's due to root competition. So, yeah, it can be a, a concern. The tree as well as the shrub, and I was looking at the tree. It'll do the same thing? It will. It's the same plant. Um, okay. You know, the difference is uh, one is pruned into a tree form, and one is pruned shrub form. So it's just like tree hydrangeas or regular hydrangeas. They are the same plant. The difference is how they're pruned to start. It's very tough to take a shrub form plant and make it into a tree or vice versa. So is there a tree that would work in a flower bed sort of just as an anchor point? Yeah, I, I think, think I think if you're looking for, um, you know, that same look, you may also look at um, dwarf arctic blue willow. 
Um, you know, if you want that same kind of arching, kind of flow in the wind, a dwarf arctic blue willow is a really nice option too. Similar, you know, as far as, um, you know, roots could be similar, but a smaller plant growing-wise has wonderful blue foliage, uh, you know, really has the same habit. If you're looking for something that it isn't as aggressive root-wise, you know, you might look at the tree hydrangeas. The other thing you might look at is a tree form um, like dwarf Korean lilac, uh, you know, which would give you beautiful spring flowers and be the similar size but not as vigorous a root system. So I could put a tree hydrangea in, a, in the flower. The flower is not huge. It's new. It's just in the process of putting it in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so a tree hydrangea would not be as aggressive. Well, the nice part about, as far as root system, no. You know, okay. as far as overall size, I think they're going to be both very similar. Um, you know, the one thing about the willows that's nice is you can prune them any time of year. And so, you know, you can keep that head nice and small if you want by pruning it two or three times during the season. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Diane, for the phone call. All right. Um, if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Like I said, you don't have to be on the air if you don't want to. Or like Diane, you can just uh, ask your question right on the air. Getting back to deer, because they're increasingly more and more of a problem in many people's yards. Uh, we've had a bunch of folks coming in and purchasing repellents of all types. And not only deer, the squirrels, the chipmunks, all of the little critters out there that are are kind of becoming a problem. I had a, a lovely customer yesterday that was very frustrated because every year she buys pumpkins and the squirrels and, and uh, chipmunks come up and eat the pumpkin. And I hadn't really thought about that as it being a major problem. And so she had a little bit of deer repellent. She was going to try that on it. Um, you know, so all of these repellents, you know, are made from stinky stuff. <laughs> you know, whether it be egg solids or urines or whatnot. So, you know, it's tough when you have a situation like the pumpkins you want to put on your front step but you don't really want your front step to smell when everybody comes over. So, you know, it, it's a happy medium of where you can use these things. Now, it's still early. I don't think you probably have a lot of deer damage yet. If you do, we've got to be proactive at this point in, in using some of these products. One is called Repelzol by Bonide. It's, a, it's an egg solid spray. It works very well, but needs to be replied many, many times throughout the fall, winter, and early spring. That's that's kind of the problems I have with repellents is you have to constantly be diligent about it. Now, we don't have any snow on the ground, obviously, and when we do have snow on the ground, it's important to walk out to your plants and look for tracks. Look to see if there are deer tracks, other animals, you know, starting to show up because once they find your plants, they will come back until they're gone. They will devour and conquer your plants. Now, we've talked about not pulling out some of these plants that the deer eat periodically if they're in the back 40 and have some sacrificial plants. It's okay to have a few plants in your yard that the deer eat on. If you pull those out, they'll go to the next thing. They're going to eat something, so it's just a matter of time. So think about fencing some of these plants, 
you know, that might get damaged. Uh, you know, using some of the repellents, you know, soaps work for a short period of time. Human hair works for a short period of time. So if you go to the hairdresser or the barbershop, you know, they're usually more than willing to give you a bunch of hair. To me, it's a little bit gross. You know, it's kind of one of those things, you know, nothing like going and asking for a bunch of people's hair and putting it in little baggies around your yard. It's It works for a very short period of time, but doesn't work for a long period of time. But the fencing, the burlap, all of that's coming. The other thing we need to think about now is frost. Now, we here along the coast, we haven't had any yet. But Mother Nature is going to one night rear its ugly head soon. So I want you to think about bringing in all your tender plants, okay? All of those house plants that you've put out for the summer, it's time to get them inside. Last year, we missed a few at my house, okay? We got caught with a, a cold night, and we had some Christmas cactus outside and a couple other plants, and they got burned. They came back beautifully this this summer. I'm not going to make that mistake this year. I'm going to pull them in this, this week, get them inside, get them more acclimated, uh, transplant them, start doing some work to make sure they're going to be really happy. We have a fresh load of house plants coming in uh, next week. Uh, into the Armist store. So we're continuing to build our inventory for that lovely season we called inside of <laughs> late fall and winter. Um, you know, all the beautiful, colorful houseplants will be coming in. We've got a good selection now, but an amazing selection next week. And then, of course, Wiltproof. We'll talk a little bit about Wiltproof. Um, we're going to actually have uh, a nice representative from Wiltproof on the show next week talking about how we use that product because it gets a little bit sticky, kind of say. When we should put it on, how we use it for transplanting. He's going to talk about all of the ways that Wiltproof will help protect your plants and be able to um, help you out with transplanting and protecting your plants during the winter months. I also use it as a um, powdery mildew deterrent on some of my plants. And we'll, we've got a question on asters uh, that I'm going to, from, from our website a little bit later in the show, that we'll talk about how Wiltproof might be able to help with that. It's not registered on the label for that, but we use it on our asters in our production to help with keeping powdery mildew off of them and rust. So another good kind of tip when it comes to Wiltproof. But it's full. And fall is the time to plant. You hear it time and time again on ads, you know, from us. But it's really falls about some beautiful plants and things that will add a lot to your garden. So here's kind of a list of the things that I think really come on and fall and look wonderful. So the first thing is fall blooming anemone. Wonderful, wonderful perennial, late season, September charm. Padmina. We've got a few different varieties in stock right now. They're just starting to bloom, looking amazing. Asters. Now, we'll talk more about asters, all the ins and outs and do's and don'ts a little bit later in the show. Coreopsis. Now, Coreopsis is an early spring plant, okay? It blooms multiple times. But what I will say is if you pruned it back August 1st, and you fertilized it August 1st, it is looking amazing right now, 
okay? So, you know, sometimes we have to be proactive with some of these plants that I'm talking about and prune them back around August 1st, and right now they're going to start budding and flowering again. You usually need about a month to six weeks time frame for these to regrow, bud up, and flower late fall. And then they start, they flower a very long time because the temperatures are cool. So Coreopsis is one that we can do that with. Nepeta is another one, or Catmint. You know, we've got some wonderful Catmint that we pruned back, and now they're starting to flower again. Um, Montauk Daisies. Okay, Montauk Daisies, wonderful daisy flower, that white with the yellow center. Lovely plant. I call this what we call a sub-shrub. It's a woody perennial. With this plant, mid-season, you know, probably someplace mid-July, you need to prune the plant back by half. It's going to look awful when you do it, but what that's going to do is shape it, make it look really nice for this time of year, okay? So you need to do that. That's very important. The sedums, sedums are one that if they look raggedy in the summer months, especially your ground cover types, prune them back in July, they'll thicken up, and then they'll have a late flower and foliage for this time of year. So you can kind of get a really nice look by sacrificing some of that foliage in the summer months, and then they pop back, are nice and full. They don't flop open. Uh, They really hold up very, very nicely. The ornamental grasses, obviously, they're just coming into their own. You know, they're just a lot of them in the landscape are just starting to plume. They're really starting to look great. And then as far as annuals, I want to talk different than mums, okay? We've got pansies. I know that's usually a spring thing, but pansies, it's time to start thinking about adding a few of those because they take a lot of frost. Marigolds. We have a fresh crop of marigolds. Marigolds take a lot of frost. They will hold up very, very well all the way into late season. Okay, so we have a fresh crop of marigolds which hold up great and give you a different look where when the mums kind of pass by, the uh, marigolds and the pansies are going to come into their glory. They're going to, they do much better in cold temperatures. And then cabbage and kale. And I'm not talking about the vegetable, ornamental cabbage and kale, just starting to show their beautiful whites, purples, you know, coloration to the center of the plant. And this is the plant we should be focusing on for late October and all through November till Thanksgiving. Okay, it's a plant. We we just started a special. If you buy three or more, they're $5. They're nine-inch pots. They're big. They're beautiful. But the thing about them is they last after the mums. No matter what you do, you cannot get mums that look great after probably mid to late October. It's just too cold. They won't hold up to the temperatures. The blossoms will be beat up. The only difference is if you have mums in a container, you can bring them inside on cold nights. Then put them out during your cool days, and they'll last much longer. Or if they're in the ground and they're what we call season-extending mums, you take them and you actually go ahead and you just throw a, a towel over the top of them to protect the blossoms on cold nights. So all tips of what we should be doing to add color this time of year. If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Fall is in the air, leaves are changing, pumpkins turning, and fall is the best time to plant trees, shrubs, and perennials. 
You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. You know those Black Friday doorbuster deals where they offer ridiculous prices on a few items? Well, imagine that on almost every item. Estabrooks and Scarborough and Kennebunk are closing for the season on Monday, October 14th. And all trees, shrubs, perennials, roses, ground covers, and annuals are now 40 to 50% off. You'll enjoy a head start on next spring, and you won't even have to camp out the night before. To learn more, visit Estabrooks and Scarborough or Kennebunk or on the web at estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Can you feel the change coming? Leaves will turn, sweaters will be rediscovered, and autumn will be upon us. Get a jump start on the season with a kaleidoscope of fall color from Estabrooks. Homegrown garden mums are now available at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. A true harbinger of fall, these fantastic plants will bring the colors of autumn to your home all season long. Winter will be here soon, so make this a fall to hold on to. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non-hazardous, organic, and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticultural anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out the site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt-proof.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook. On a lovely Saturday morning, talking about all these lovely things we have to do before it gets cold and nasty outside. Maine is a state of extreme weather, uh, and right now we're having just a lovely Indian summer kind of thing going on here. 70 degrees, going to be beautiful today. Got the flannel out, you know, life is good. Cumberland Fair is going on, you know, Freiburg Fair. All It's fair season. It's time. You know, and it's just a great time to get out, visit the apple orchards, do all of those wonderful hiking trips and look at fall foliage, even just going for a ride, you know, and checking out the foliage. It's really coming on nicely. And we'll talk more about fall foliage and what's looking really good in the garden center, um, you know, and talk about some of those plants that really shine this time of year. Uh, But let's kind of finish up on the topic before we went on. Uh, the break there. A lot of plants this time of year really look ragged. And by picking some of those things in the summer months and pruning them back, you really can get things to look much, much better. So being proactive. If things really look poor this time of year, go ahead and start thinking about cleaning up, cutting back, get some of that work done. We've talked about it over the last few weeks. You are okay to go ahead and start cleaning up your perennials. Start cutting them back. You know, many, many things are not looking good. Daylilies, iris, you know, go ahead and prune them back. 
you know, Nepetas, um, you know, even Russian sage might be really, really gangly right now. So you could prune that, you know, back. It'll be fine for next year. Later on in the in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about um, when to prune a whole bunch of things. That seems to be the big topic of customers coming in right now. So we'll have some guidelines for that. But we're going to take a question right now. And, and this question came in via our website. You can visit our website at estbrooksonline.com backslash radio to submit questions. And this one is, my perennial asters always get rust. What can I do to make them the star in the garden I want them to be at this time of year? Great question because asters, when you come into the garden center, they look like these lovely little muffins in a pot. You know, they're just perfectly round and beautiful and look great. And you buy them, you bring them to your yard, you plant them, and the following year they're four feet tall. They've fallen all over the place and they look awful. And the reason being is we're pinching and pruning them back to get that shape. Okay, and so what you need to do is some of this type of work. Now, if you want tall asters, there are varieties that are specific to to be tall asters. We can order them. We don't typically stock them, but tall asters tend to get a lot of problems. They get a lot of rust. They get a lot of powdery mildew. They don't look great by the time Mother Nature kind of comes around for them to bloom. So with asters, the the trick is to prune them back like the Montauk daisies, same time frame. So we're going to kind of start to prune them back periodically throughout the season. So what I usually tell people is in mid-July or 4th of July time frame, some of these plants need to be cut back. And you're going to say, yeah, but they look wonderful and they look beautiful and... You know, why would I want to do that? It's because we need to make sure and promote more branching at the base of the plant. And also, by that time, we want to take away any rust or any problems with the plant. Using a product like Funganil on them will help. The other thing, like I said, wilt-proof, okay? A light spraying wilt-proof will help cover the top of the leaf, with asters, wilting can be one of your biggest problems, okay? And it will stress the plant. You'll get a bunch of yellowing. Once you get the yellowing, the rust will come in and attack. Now, the wilt-proof will kind of cover up the lower leaves, and all those spores of powdery mildew, rust, will just roll off the leaf. It's like a protection layer on there, okay? So what you're going to do is you're going to prune it back around that time frame, And then we're going to shape the plant again probably mid-August, okay? And what I mean by shape the plant is if you've got a branch that is out of whack or whatnot, you can just take it off or take a few of the blossom stems off and that will branch it out and make the plant more compact. It will keep it from flopping and you'll have much, much better flowering right now, okay? So instead of them blooming in late August, or early September, you're going to have them blooming late September into October. And so it really becomes the gem that you want for late season. Now, like Phlox or um, Bee Balm or Menarda, tall asters want space. You can't plant them in a garden where they have a lot of competition around them. That creates the environment that they don't do well in. 
they tend to really get a lot of problems. So make sure if you're going to have asters in your garden, they're in the back of the bed. They're in an area that has plenty of airspace all around them. They don't have a bunch of plants growing into them and give them the space they need to be the glory plant that they will become. Now, by pruning them back and having them bloom later, don't worry about them not being high enough to see them because all the plants that you have in front of them will be looking very poorly at the time when the asters look great. So you're going to prune those all down, and then you're going to have this nice big mound of beautiful flowers and foliage. You can add in some mums and, you know, cabbage and kale and all of those things to go with it and now you have a nice mix in your garden and by taking away that foliage of the other things the airflow will be better you're you're really going to focal make that aster a focal point for later on in the season so that those are the tips when it comes to you know asters they can be tough they can be a pain and part of the problem is we forget about them all season so again, it's the same thing. Take out that gardening calendar, whether it be in your iPhone or your smartphone or it's on the wall and write down, you know, a, a few dates to prune them back so that, you know, when you go to that quick gardening calendar, you just flip it open and you go, this week I need to do this. And you go out and you just prune back that aster. It will make a huge difference later on in the season. I hope that helps, uh, you know. Some of these plants, you know, are time sensitive to do some of these things. You know, the later you go, the later the blossom. So you can kind of schedule when they're going to come into flower. If you have multiple asters throughout your garden, you can have them blooming from probably mid-September all the way to late October just by when you prune them back. So don't necessarily prune all of them at once. If you want to split up the blossom time frame, you can do so. So great question. It's it's one topic that comes up every single year this time of year because people are frustrated that their asters just don't look great. It's, uh, you know, fall. It's a great time of year to plant. The selection is starting to dwindle in most garden centers. You know, we still have time to order some plants. So if you're looking for some specific things, you can contact us. You know, we don't know when trucks might come. The majority of the buying for most garden centers is over, but there's always those last minute, last minute orders. So if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Um, Many, many, many things going on out there. Uh, kids' soccer games, you know, it's that time of year. The kids are back in school. Everything's really kind of going great. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. 
Look for Espoma Organic Lawn Food Products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com slash videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estbrooks. I'm Tom Estbrook on that lovely Saturday morning. You know, we've had beautiful weather. You know, everything's kind of showing in their glory. If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We have Alan on the line. Alan, good morning. Good morning, Tom. How Speaking are you? Speaking of fall, the Montauk daisies are coming out. I know. I noticed they were just popping the last day or so. Uh, things are just kind of showing their glory when it comes to Montauks. And uh, great late-season plant, though. Oh, it's wonderful, and the winter berries and everything. I wanted to start off by just just telling your listeners why I I call mm-hmm. why I call up the show. Um, a couple reasons. One is it's very easy to go on on the web and Google and get misinformation, especially mm-hmm. about Maine. And sometimes you'll be following a thread or something about somebody in another state, thinking that's the right information, when in fact uh, it's not uh, about Maine soil. So mm. that's why I call to get the insight from you and to you know really understand what I'm planting and, and how to take care of it. Yeah, you can't kind of stress that enough. Uh, you know, when when we use Google or the search engines to pull information for customers, we always try to use multiple sources. And, you know, even then, we kind of take that with, you know, with the information not always being true to what's going on here. Maine is a different world. It mm-hmm. really is a special place when it comes to gardening. You know, we can get away with a lot of things. We can do we we can't do a lot of things. Also, uh, sometimes our soils aren't correct. Sometimes the plants won't winter. Many new items. They tell us the hardiness is one thing, and it's not. Right. And after two or three seasons, they come back to us and say, "Oh yeah, that's not a zone four plant. It's a zone six plant." And, you know, so definitely I agree with you. You know, we appreciate all the calls. You know, you've been one of the uh, big followers of the show, and we appreciate all the all the phone calls. Well, thank you. And, and another thing about the, also about labeling. Sometimes whether you get the label at a nursery or at a big box store, those labels at times are, are misleading because they're very general. And, um, you know, sometimes they don't follow the rules of Maine. So. Yeah, they're, they're basically a tag for, you know, wherever they might sell. You know, they have to make them generic. 
always ask questions of the nursery staff mm-hmm. and, you know, ask, you know, if this plant, one thing that really, you know, customers should really be aware of is that many, many plants now are scheduled to bloom in a garden center and it's not their normal time frame to bloom. So when you come into the garden center, like right now, you'll see echinacea in bloom. You'll see black-eyed Susans in bloom. Well, if you look out in the landscape, there's very few of those still blooming. And the reason being is the liners and the growers have scheduled them to bloom at different times so that they can sell that plant multiple times throughout the year. So always ask when you're looking at a plant in the garden center, if you're looking for something that's going to be really amazing for this time of year, which is hard, is it the right, is this the normal bloom time? Mm-hmm. Because we may ship plants in from the Carolinas in the spring and they're in bloom, but they actually don't bloom until July here in Maine. So, oh, you know, point. always ask us in the garden center, is this the normal time it will bloom? Uh, because... A lot of times what you'll do is you'll front load your garden with a bunch of color, and it's not even the time of year that it will bloom. Right. I've done that, too. You know, bought, bought something, and then mm-hmm. uh, the next year, oh, this is not blooming at it's the same time. It's blooming six <laughs> weeks earlier. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my question is, I have a few. Mm-hmm. One is uh, uh, the, uh, I have a limelight hydrangea, um, beautiful big blooms right now, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking... Uh, about um, drying them. Yes. So I'm trying to time the color and when it dries. And right now it's 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 showing a nice uh, shade of pink, a little mm-hmm. green underneath, and mm-hmm. some white. Is that about the time to pick it? You're about perfect, really. Okay. Um, you know, big thing, make sure and pick them. You know, nice big stem. Hang them upside down in a dry spot, okay? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend a basement. You know, maybe the garage, you know, that's going to have lower humidity. Um, you want it to be dry air. So don't put it in, you know, even if you have a dry closet that's dark, mm-hmm. you want them to be out of direct sunlight. Okay. Okay. If you put them in direct sunlight, it's going to, you know, really bleach out those colors. Hang them upside down and just leave them alone. That's the key to success. You know, a lot of times people will continue to pick them up, look at them, you know. But hanging them upside down will keep all the moisture down in the blossom. And, you know, if you lay them down on their side, the moisture will go to one side of the blossom, not the other. Uh, and so that's that's the trick. If you have an attic space, that's another good place. It's dark. It's warm. You know, but typically the humidity is low. So, mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Uh, other question is... Um, I, last year I bought a um, perennial sweet pea, mm-hmm. and it bloomed great. This year, nothing. Hmm. And I'm not sure what went wrong. I know I planted a morning glory next to it, mm-hmm. so they're both climbing up a, a lamppost. But I got some leaves. I got it going about halfway up, but nothing. No blooms. I, I can't figure it out. Yeah. I think perennial sweet pea, if my memory, it's been a while since I've grown sw- perennial sweet pea. I believe they're biennial. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think they bloom every other year. Um, oh, okay. You know, and it sometimes, many times the mother plant will die, and you'll get seedlings that will pop up. And so you think it's the same plant when the mother plant that you planted and it bloomed the first year you put it in the ground um, actually died. And oh, so the okay. seeds from all the pods dropped, and that created the plant for the next year. And what oh. happens? It comes up, it grows beautifully, 
and of course it doesn't bloom. So I think that's probably what's going on. Mm-hmm. In, that in sounds that. like it. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Alan, one question for you. Yes. I know fall is your favorite time of year. <laughs> okay. So tell me a few plants that look amazing in your yard right now, foliage-wise. Oh, I got, a, well, I, got wow. a, I got a couple minutes. Yep, okay. Well, this is the time that everything in my yard is blooming, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Because I like to, I call this the fireworks display. I set everything up to bloom at this time. Mm-hmm. Have every part of my yard has a different color. So I'll give you an example. I've got the winterberries going. I've oh, got yes. The, all different kinds of hydrangeas. I've got the Marisi viburnum. Yeah. Definitely recommend that plant. Beautiful color, just a solid plant. Yeah. Um, I've got the Fosagelia. Yeah. Uh, I've got the, one of my favorite is the Itea. Yes, yes. Beautiful color. Uh, you just can't match the, sweet, the color. Sweet spire. Do you get that to winter well for you, or does it die back some? No, I do. It's wonderful. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it may be a pocket in Gorham that I'm in. I'm very close to... Um, uh, you know, the high school over there. So sure. It's not, you know, it's pretty close to South Portland. Okay. So. Um, what else is blooming? Well, I've got marigolds. I've got, um, I still have my zinnias growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the salvia, the, the red uh, salvia, yep. the annual. I've got ornamental grasses. Uh, one of the grasses I have is the flame grass. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Absolutely. Um and um, I'm looking at my window. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I caught you off guard on this. <laughs> um, and I have uh, definitely knockout roses. I actually got a home run rose that you recommended. Yeah. That's blooming. Yeah. That's, has that performed well for you? Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously the, uh, the, uh, the red twig dogwoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have um, uh, Grace. Uh, smoke bush? Yes, yeah, smoke bush is... starting to turn a fiery red right now. It's amazing how it just sits there, and then all of a sudden it just bursts into flames. All right. Well, as you can tell, you know, people who love garden gardening, it's it's fall, and the foliage and whatnot. Alan, I'd like to thank you. We're going to wrap up the first hour, and... Uh, come back and talk more fall. It's just a glorious time in the garden. You can tell Alan's really excited and just loves the fall color. Me too. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. WLOB Portland and WLOBradio.com Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook on a great Saturday morning. Fall, beautiful fall weather we're having. Going to be in the 70s this weekend. Sunny, not a cloud in the sky this morning. Fall foliage starting to show up. I think uh, definitely a little, you know, fall peeping here is coming up. You know, those leaf peepers, they're all entering the state. They're enjoying this wonderful time of year. I'm going to be heading north next weekend uh, to enjoy some wonderful fall foliage, get out on the lake, enjoy myself, and just take in fall, kind of slow down life. Hopefully there's no cell phone signal there, you know. Uh, Just love the fact this time of year. The gardens are really starting to come into their glory. All the plants are starting to show their wonderful, wonderful color. And, you know, 
we've got a few questions. If you have a question, give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Here's a question. Um, As temperatures get colder in the fall, when should I water my plants and how often? This is a common question that kind of starts showing up this time of year in the garden center with fall planting and all of those lovely plants that we've put in all season. So here's a a big kind of um, generality that I like to use when it comes to watering. We don't want to stop watering until the ground freezes. So when you think the ground's frozen, water one more time for most plants. Now, as plants continue to go dormant, we're going to start to cut back the water. Now, it's 70 degrees out today, so we want to continue watering two to three times a week. Even though it's cooler at night, what we're going to do is we're going to actually cut back the volume of water, but we're going to continue to water that two to three times a week. Now, on perennials and things like that, as they go dormant, we're going to cut back and we're going to start weaning back the water. If Mother Nature gives us is bless, bless us with a bunch of rain, we're going to skip a watering. And what I say by a bunch of rain is usually half an inch to an inch of rain. If we get a thunderstorm and it's not really that much rain, everyone should have a rain gauge in their yard to know how much rain we get from Mother Nature. Now, I know everybody's not going to do that. They're just going to watch it out the window and, boy, it looked like it rained a lot. And a lot of it just runs off. It doesn't really soak in. So be cautious about your plants, you know, that you have planted all season, this is the crucial time frame when you can make or break how they winter. Water stress can be the biggest problem in overwintering plants, and overwatering can do the same. So we need to keep a happy medium. I haven't had to water a lot lately, but over the last week I've started to water again. We've had beautiful weather, it's cooler, but things are starting to wilt again. Things are starting to get a little stressed, so think about adding some water. At this point, no fertilizer. We're going to do a dormant feed later on in the season, okay, but we can stop feeding at this time. Keep up on those weeds because they're going to sow their lovely seeds for next year and probably they already have. But getting the mother plants out and kind of cleaning up at this time of year as you're cutting stuff back is a great thing to do. Let's talk a little bit about some of the wonderful plants that have fall foliage. So we're, this this group here, we're just going to take the red fall color, and we'll talk about orange and and uh, yellow after. We've got a guest, Marilyn Treasure, from uh, the St. Mary's Garden Club. We're going to talk about a gardening event they've got coming up here uh, around 20 minutes past the hour here. And so we'll start with red fall color because, you know, contrast is really important in fall. And making sure your choices for fall color are going to complement and you don't put a bunch of yellow things next to each other and you don't put a bunch of red things next to each other. So thinking about the fall color when you plant and how that will look in the fall makes a huge difference. So Alan was talking about viburnum, viburnum mauricii. Now the whole viburnum family to me is all about fall, whether it be varieties that get berries or their fall foliage. The flower on viburnum are wonderful in the spring, but for me, viburnum's the show is in the fall. So viburnum mauricii or trilobum or nanny berries are the fall show. 
Okay. So when it comes to, you know, bigger growing plants, viburnums or something, I would recommend burning bush. Okay. I know it's a little bit invasive. You know, we've had some problems, but they're everywhere out there. A good substitute for burning bush are blueberries. Why blueberries? Great fall color. Great bird attraction. Great kid interaction. And, of course, great for cereal. You know, blueberries, you just can't beat them. Now, when I think blueberries, I don't think about blueberries to eat. I think of using them as an ornamental. Using them in the garden, and if we get berries, it's a bonus. But using them as naturalizing for birds, using them as fall foliage, they have a wonderful structure in the winter months, and then they are fabulous, you know, when it comes to a spring flower. They really have great show in the spring, and some of the new varieties have more of a pink flower. So, you know, take a look at blueberries for fall foliage. Lakothwi, or drooping Lakothwi. Great low plant. I like the compacta variety. Great scarlet red fall color right now. Great evergreen in the winter. Beautiful flower in the spring. Great, great plant. Small leaf rhododendrons, something like Olga or a Glow or Landmark, have wonderful red fall color. They'll drop about 25 or 30% of their leaves, and the interior leaves get this beautiful red crimson color, and the exterior is nice green leaves. Excellent, excellent interest. Great spring flower, great evergreen the rest of the year. Beautiful fall color. Okay, so great addition there. Japanese maples. You know that dark leaf Japanese maple like Blood Good, Sherwood Flame, Oshio Benny. We've, there's a whole host of them. Beautiful dark red fall color. You know, um, really adds contrast all season long. So think about adding those. Red twig dogwood are another great one. You know, not a huge amount of fall foliage color, but as they start to pass and drop those those, uh, you know, leaves, bam, you've got this red stems. And we're talking, you know, they drop typically a little earlier than a lot of the other plants. So you get this, bam, all of a sudden. And with the red twig dogwoods, we now have orange. We have green colored stems. We have yellow colored stems. So you can add a whole host of different, you know, varieties. They've got variegated foliage. They've got green foliage, you know, great, great addition. Winterberry. Now, winterberry you think about as a winter plant, but they are showing their glory now. The red berries start to show now when the leaves are still on. You get the yellow leaves with the red fruit. Absolutely great contrast. Have a wet spot. They really hold up. If you are looking to add them into your landscape, look at red sprite as a variety because it's a dwarf variety. It will mix in nicely with all your other shrubs. It's not big and overgrown. If you're looking for a bigger grow, winter red's a great one. Wigilias, you know, are a great, great plant. The dark leaf wigilias add contrast, and then they have a little bit of fall color. But I like the, the, the dark foliage to add, you know, contrast with all these other colors. Contoniaster, not cotton easter, contoniaster. Those bright red cranberry contoniaster berries are showing their glory right now. You've got the yellow foliage with that dark red berry. Just regular road red maple, Acer rubrum, and all the varieties are just phenomenal. 
you know, you can start to see those colors of oranges and reds in, in all those big old shade trees right now. But Asa rubrum, always a great standard plant. We've got red sunset. We've got October glory. We've got red point. We've got a whole host of varieties that really hold up well. And unfortunately, by the time they start to show their color, that's when all of you folks come in and say, hey, I want one of those trees. Well, a lot of times they're sold out by then. So think about your fall foliage and make a list this fall of the things that you want to add into yard and where. Okay, when you're out and about looking at plants in the landscape in other people's yards, take a note. Wow, that tree is amazing in the fall. Where should we put it in our yard? You know, look at your landscape and how it colors now. Okay, we've got a lot of yellow over here. We need an orange or a red. You know, what are we going to do to get that fall foliage fantastic color like alan said the fireworks and that's true that's what fall should be in your landscape it should be like fireworks going off everywhere when the foliage shows up it should be just a spectacular color as amazing as spring bloom oak trees you got scarlet oak trees you know they they brilliant red fall color you know so think about that sourwood an underused plant, in my opinion. It's uh, native to the Carolinas. Uh, late, late flower. Beautiful orange-red fall color. Kind of an odd-looking plant, but really cool texture in the winter months. There are some beautiful ones in Yarmouth. One of my buddy Sean's and Kristen's house, they have a wonderful 25-foot one in their front yard. Every year I drive by it from probably... August 1st on when it starts to flower, and I just go, wow, what an amazing plant. Just a, an amazing, stunning plant. And then the fall foliage is just amazing. Holly. Think about your holly and all those nice red berries, great dark blue foliage, you know, um, brilliant red berries. You know, come on late season. You can always cut some of those with the winter berry, add them into your arrangements, you know, when it comes to Christmas time and Thanksgiving. So dual use for those. And last but not least, and there's many, many more, Coosa dogwood. Okay, your flowering dogwoods. Right now, the fruit set on them is just amazing. You get those beautiful red little tassels of fruit with the brilliant red fall color, wonderful habit and shape, that nice vase shape, and you can start to see all those flower buds forming for next year. They're sitting there waiting for the show for next year. But I love the fruit on that plant. You know, nice big red tassels. If you have a plant out there in your yard that I have not talked about that you think is just amazing with fall foliage, give me a call. I'd love to hear about it. 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. You know, things are just coming on and looking amazing. And it's time to get into the garden center and think about adding to those colors. Uh, Even if you come in and the plants may not have leaves on them, Talk to us about what the fall color is going to be. When you come in in the spring, always ask that question. Well, what type of fall interest does it have? That is normally a question that doesn't get asked by customers very often. You know, what is this going to add to my landscape in the fall? So, you know, red is an important color in the landscape when it comes to fall. It is. It really makes your yellows and your oranges much more vivid. So having that contrast is really important. Ornamental grasses are another thing that will help set that contrast off. 
because you're gonna they're gonna be nice and dark green. They're gonna look really good until after the fall foliage is kind of by, and then they'll kind of go to their nice golden brown straw like look. They'll just add that color and texture. So we're gonna have Maryland Tracer coming up, and uh, we're gonna come back to these lovely colors of orange and yellow in the second, the end of the second hour here. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the joy of gardening on News Talk WLOB. You know those Black Friday doorbuster deals where they offer ridiculous prices on a few items? Well, imagine that on almost every item. Estabrooks and Scarborough and Kennebunk are closing for the season on Monday, October 14th. And all trees, shrubs, perennials, roses, ground covers, and annuals are now 40 to 50% off. You'll enjoy a head start on next spring, and you won't even have to camp out the night before. To learn more, visit Estabrooks and Scarborough or Kennebunk or on the web at estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Can you feel the change coming? Leaves will turn, sweaters will be rediscovered, and autumn will be upon us. Get a jump start on the season with a kaleidoscope of fall color from Estabrooks. Homegrown garden mums are now available at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. A true harbinger of fall, these fantastic plants will bring the colors of autumn to your home all season long. Winter will be here soon, so make this a fall to hold on to. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Do you have planting insurance? You can with Biotone Starter Plus from Mespoma. It's the ultimate starter plant food, and you can use it for everything you plant. Just mix it in with the soil. It works like three products in one to guarantee your success, even in poor soils. The secret is a special blend of natural organic plant food, beneficial microbes, and mycorrhizal fungi. The result is that plants grow faster, roots grow deeper, and flowers and vegetables become more abundant. Maintain your plants with the Tones, a full line of organic plant foods including Holly Tone, Plant Tone, and Rose Tone. There's a tone for almost every tree, shrub, flower, or vegetable. Best of all, every Espoma product is safe for people, pets, and the environment. Look for Biotone Starter Plus at your local garden center and visit espoma.com videos for product info and valuable gardening tips. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Fall is in the air, leaves are changing, pumpkins turning, and fall is the best time to plant trees, shrubs, and perennials. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook on this lovely Saturday morning. I know that gets kind of repetitive, but it is. It's amazing out there. 50 degrees when I left the house, just really nice and cool and crisp, a little bit of dew on the lawn, a little bit of fog over the field there this morning, and then, man, looking out the... I can't wait to get outside. I'm looking out the window here at the radio station. Just a fabulous day out there. You know, it's nice, you know, come in here to the radio station early. It's somewhat dark, um, you know, and then by the time we get out around 9 o'clock, 
bam, it's beautiful out. Time to get out and enjoy this fall weather. But we have Marilyn, Marilyn Trazier from uh, the, the St. Mary's Garden Club. Marilyn, good good morning. Good morning, Tom. Did I did I pronounce that last ma- name Trazier, correctly? Correct. Tra- okay. All right. Um, St. Mary's Garden Club. I've spoke with you folks many, many times over the years. Great Garden Club. Tell me a little bit about the Garden Club history. Well, uh, St. Mary's was established in 1930. We are a charter member of the Garden Club Federation of Maine. Originally, it was connected with St. Mary's Church, but right now we meet there, but that is the connection, Mm -hmm. except for our our teaching garden, which we maintain on the premises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, how many members do you have? We have uh, 42 active members presently and 33 associates. And and how would somebody, if they wanted to join the club, how would they connect with you folks? Um, they could call our president, who is Katie Janelle, mm-hmm. Katie Gannon Janelle, um, or they could call any one of our members. We do have a um, chairman who is in charge of membership, and it changes, uh, you know, with our elections. Um, the, we do have a website, and everybody is invited to check that out, and it will give you all the information you need to know. It's uh, stmarysgardenclub.org. Um, websites are the easiest way for people to connect. stmarysgardenclub.com, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, .org, sorry. .org, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so tell me a little bit about this flower show event you've got going on, because it sounds like a great event. Yes, um, it, there used to be quite a few flower shows throughout the state of Maine, but in the last couple of years, there have been none. Um, this is a standard flower show, which means it abides by all the rules set forth by national garden clubs. It is going to be open to the public on October 5th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The title of the show is Oktoberfest, and we have showcased this magnificent season. Um, there are three divisions in our show, the design division, the horticulture division, and special exhibits. Um, admission is free, although we gratefully accept all kinds of uh, donations. Um, so we hope to see a lot of people there. Well, certainly. Um, you know, tell me a little bit, what, what will typically people see at a show like this? Well, in the design division, we have six classes with four entries each, so they'll be seeing 24 floral designs, which uh, would have been judged the day before. Friday morning is the judging, and then Saturday the uh, show is open to the public. Um, They also would be seeing um, horticulture at its best. Uh, Our members are great growers, and there'd be some new varieties, some tried and true, uh, those will also have been judged uh, Friday morning. So it's a, it's a great way to uh, educate the public on new varieties or on what what is easy to grow here and what grows the best, and also to see the creativity of our, our members in their designs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what ty- are there other products for sale at this? No. There are no, not, okay. Just, you know, it's just a uh, club show. Okay, wonderful. Um, so certainly donations are definitely welcome. I would always recommend people donate to garden clubs. They are a wealth of knowledge and really help the gardening community, uh, you know, beautify towns. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you do in the, in the town to help out with their, 
their uh, upkeep on plants and, and areas? We uh, are in charge of maintaining the Blue Star Marker, which is at the corner of um, Route 1 and Foreside Road. Uh, we're actually having a rededication of that. It's, it had fallen into um, disrepair um, uh, recently, and we revamped it, and it now looks very nice. And on November 11th, we're going to have our rededication. We also take care of the Lois Murphy Garden at the uh, Falmouth School. We support the Morrison Center, the McLaughlin Garden Foundation, Portland Arts and Technical High School, Mm. and we give a scholarship every year for a student majoring in horticulture at Southern Maine Community College. Yeah, I was a recipient of that from the Yarmouth Garden Club way back... Wow. <laughs> a few years ago now. Yes, there uh, isn't look, even a Yarmouth Garden Club anymore. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, garden clubs in general have been really struggling to get and continue on in their process, but it sounds like your group is really healthy and, and moving forward. It is. We continually are getting new members, and uh, this year I a lot of new younger members, which is nice to see. That is amazing. We, we love to hear that uh, from a garden center and, and a, a love of plants. I think garden clubs are a lifeblood of our industry, and really folks should get more involved and give their time. You've got, you, you, your clubs do such wonderful work in the community and really, really help out a lot of great causes. Yes, that's very true. So, Flower Show, October 5th, 10 to 3, St. Mary's Garden Club, .org, at the church, correct? St. Mary's yes, Church? Yes, it's, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 43 Foreside Road at uh, the St. Mary's Church. Well, Marilyn, I appreciate you coming on. I hope you have a wonderful event. I would love to come, but I'm going to be in the great Maine woods looking at beautiful foliage, unfortunately. Oh, that sounds good, too. Absolutely. So I hope you have a great event. Um, we will get that on our newsletter and uh, help you get that out. If you would send me an email just reminding me to put that in our next week's newsletter, we'll get that out for you. Sure. Thank you All so right. much. Marilyn, thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, bye. So great event, great group of people. I can't stress enough how wonderful garden clubs are and what they give back to the community. Um, If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310-877-393-8255. We're going to continue on our fall foliage, you know, tour of plants here. So we're going to switch over to orange. And orange is probably our most favorite color for customers to come in. And the first thing is a sugar maple. You know, you can't pick a sugar maple when it comes to that fall foliage, that brilliant, bright orange. They're starting to show their glory right now, and everybody comes in and wants it in the fall. It's time to put one in the ground right now or think about and, again, make that note. You know, if you can't get it this fall, make that note. The other thing I want to make sure everybody understands, when you enter one of our of our stores— We have what we call request sheets, and a lot of people don't know about these. So if we don't have something, the staff should be asking you, well, would you like to fill out a request sheet? Now, this is not an order. This is basically saying I'm interested in this plant. We keep these for a year to a year and a half. Okay, so right now we're taking request sheets for 2014, and you'll probably get a call from us in February or March. 
saying we've got these coming in, these are the sizes, this is the price. So if there are things out there that you're interested in, you can always shoot us an email. You can shoot me an email at tom at estabrooksonline.com, and I will print that email and I'll put it in our request sheet folder. We have hundreds of requests in there right now that will be ordering for next spring. And, you know, let's face it, there are multiple sizes, there are multiple price points, there are things we can and can't get from suppliers, and so we keep them for a very long time. You may even forget you filled out a request sheet, and we all of a sudden call you in March and say, hey, we've got these plants coming. Are you still interested? Do you want us to tag one when it comes off the truck? Do you want us to set one aside? So think about that, you know, again, add to that gardening calendar, you know, wow, I want a sugar maple, I want one of those wonderful crab apples that have the great fruit, I want this. Kind of make a wish list so you don't forget about some of these wonderful fall plants. I want to talk a little bit about green Japanese maples, okay? Now we're talking about the thread leaf and the straight acer palmatum, okay? Again, if you have a yard that's small, but you want that orange fall color and you don't have room for a big sugar maple, then look at these choices, okay? Some of the green leaf sugar ma- uh, Japanese maples are great because they stay small and they will give you that same brilliant orange fall color. So you have different shapes, whether it be something that's more like an umbrella shape, like waterfall would be a variety, you know, or viridis is another variety, or just straight palmatum, which is the species Japanese maple, that turns brilliant orange in the fall. A great addition to the landscape. The other thing, hydrangeas. You know, we think of them all with all these big, beautiful flowers all over them. But think about them for foliage, too. They've got good fall foliage. The trick is to keep them well watered. And you'll have great fall color of a nice orange-yellow on them. Tree lilac. And I'm not talking about a small tree lilac like dwarf Korean lilac on a standard. I'm talking about Syringa reticulata, Japanese tree lilac. Drops its leaves quite early in the season. They're typically dropping about now. But great fall orange, yellow fall color. Okay, it depends on your soil. It depends on how well you were about fertilization on the plant. The better you feed on that plant, the better the fall foliage is. Okay, the longer the leaves stay on. If you let it get water stressed, it will be more a yellow color. Grow low sumac. I know, and when you when I say sumac, people assume staghorn sumac, you know, which is great for fall color, but very invasive. Okay, you see staghorn sumac all over the turnpikes and highways. You see it, you know, in many, many naturalizing areas, you know, big kind of orange red stag horns and then you get the beautiful orange yellow fall color very invasive though i don't really recommend that plant you know it's kind of just will take over but grow low sumac is a wonderful plant that's used a lot of times as a ground cover it's low it has a silvery blue foliage and then bam orange beautiful fall color late in the season you know, great for bankings, retention, good good root system to retain, and then, bam, you get beautiful, beautiful fall color. So that's one to take a look at. Deciduous azaleas. So all those azaleas that drop their leaves, whether it be the light series, 
axeberry azaleas, or even some of the viscosum hybrids or the summer azaleas, all have great fall foliage, whether it is orange, reds, or yellows. Okay, I find the orange ones really are attractive, um, and then there's the yellows and the reds. So you can get a little bit of everything and an underused plant, in my opinion. And last but not least, Andromeda, or Mountain Andromeda. Great buds set on them this time of year, the flower buds, and they get kind of an orange cast to the flower buds before they go dormant. You know, I love that texture. And we sell more Andromeda in the fall than we do in the spring when they're in bloom because the foliage and the bud really is attractive this time of year. So orange, you can't beat it in the fall. It's just an amazing color. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on Newstalk WLOB. not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, the lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Uh, I'm Tom Esterbrook, your host, on a lovely Saturday morning. You know, I can't stress how much I love fall. I think it's kind of coming through, but it's just a great time of year. It's time when I get to relax a little bit from work. I get to put some plantings in at the at the uh, at the house. You know, get to ride around and rototill on a tractor. You know. Uh, have my grandfather's tractor over at the house right now and brings me back to, you know, times when we were farming vegetables together as, as a young pup, um, you know, and, uh, 
him uh, yelling and screaming at me saying, you're not doing it right, you know. <laughs> um, you know, but back in the day, you know, uh, fall is the time when it's the harvest season. So, you know, go to the fairs and check out all of the lovely, you know, different fruits and vegetables and things that are on display and have won ribbons and, you know, go to these lovely little flower shows, you know, like they're having at the St. Mary's Garden Club. Uh, you know, I would recommend make a donation when you go. They are a great group. They do a lot for the community. They've always supported us. Um, you know, I've talked with their group numerous times over the years. Uh, you know, scholarships back to horticultural students to continue and keep that alive uh, is, is a great, great thing. Um, you know, but, but fall is about color. And it's a lot of times is the season that we forget about because the gardening season is primarily over for most customers. And it's the time we forget about. So we'll continue with yellow. Because yellow is a key element to fall, and there are so many varieties that turn yellow. Yellow is kind of, to me, a lot of times just comes as a secondary to planting plants in the yard. And it tends to be the primary co color we, we that shows up in the fall. So here's some things that I like for decent fall color. I like magnolias. So, you know, we always buy magnolias for the wonderful spring flowers, but they really do have great fall color. Fringe tree or Chianenthus. Beautiful, fragrant white flowers in the spring, but great yellow fall color. Ash trees. Now, we need to be careful with emerald ash borer, but I think we still continue need to add now, one color I haven't talked about is purple. I kind of rounded purple into red because I think they kind of contrast together. I, I look at purple as more dark burgundy all the way to, you know, a bright red like burning bush. But, emerald, you know, ash, you've got, you know, autumn purple, which is a purple variety. It doesn't turn yellow. It turns purple. You know, so there are many trees that, will turn more a purple shade, but most of the ash turn yellow. Oak trees, very late color, you know, a lot of times, you know, white oak and some of those will turn more a yellow color, you know, yellow to brown, I would say. But I like oaks. They add a lot of interest. They can, you know, people have a theory that they're messy. They're a big tree. They're a tree that I would say put on the, on the back 40, you know, but great for animals, great food source for folks out there that are living in our forests, you know, and many of the oaks kind of get taken down, you know, when we do developments and whatnot. So adding an oak here, an oak there is a great thing. Very sturdy tree, very long lived tree, going to be around forever. Okay. Ginkgo, great plant. One of my favorite plants in the world. Ginkgo is one of those trees that turns its fall color and then drops all of its leaves in one day. It is the only plant that drops all of its leaves in one day. When it decides to go dormant, boom, there's no leaves on the, on the plant. Great plant if you want to press leaves. Very, very, very cool decorative leaf, um, whether it's green or in its fall foliage. So ginkgo... A very slow tree to grow, 
but a fabulous one long-term. Very long-lived, first tree to come up after the bombs at Hiroshima. It's the first tree to bounce back from the ground. Wonderful, wonderful long-lived plant. Spirea. Spirea, you know, are everything from your big bridalry spireas to your smallest varieties like Alpina, Little Princess, Gold Mound, uh, Magic Carpet. All of them end up turning yellow as they pass on. Now, Anthony Waterer and a few others kind of have a nice reddish burgundy fall color, too. But primarily, most of the spirea are going to be in that yellow range. Clethra, or summer sweet, great late-season flower, wonderful, beautiful golden fall color. Sometimes can be a little bit on the orange side, but primarily yellow. Usually the newest growth is a nice dark green, and the interior is a nice yellow. So really nice contrast there. Potentilla, old-fashioned plant, been around forever. We've got a variety right now we're selling called Happy Face. It's a really nice late-blooming variety and in, in a beautiful yellow and then beautiful golden fall color on that plant. And, you know, so more often than not, yellow is kind of the color that just shows up in your plantings because it can tend to be a show of stress, okay? So, you know, yellow is not one I focus on when I'm doing a lot of my fall plantings. I'm always looking for that contrast of the purples, oranges, and reds. But the yellows come along with just great spring-blooming plants. Lilacs, get a yellow fall color. You know, so many, many things. If you have a question, we might have a little bit of time here for one more question anyways. Give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We've got a bunch of different questions. We'll wrap up the show here. Uh, It's been a quick two hours. Um, So here is a question. Something is eating my Indian corn off my garage. Every year I have this problem. I'm not quite sure. It seems to happen when I'm away during the day. Any idea what it could be? I do have an idea what this could be because it's very common. We have we can't hang Indian corn out at the garden center. We can't hang it outside. The bird it's like a beacon. The birds just love it. And the big culprit nine times out of ten are blue jays. They're ferocious. And they come in and they just Pick that clean. So if you've got it on a door or on the side of your garage or whatnot, blue jays are brutal. Now, many other birds will eat it also, but blue jays seem to be a major, major problem when it comes to Indian corn. So if you're having a problem with that, that's probably what it is. We see that show up in the garden center if we take some nice corn stalks and hang some Indian corn on it, kind of decorate it with a nice bow. It'll go, you know, a week, 10 days, maybe two weeks. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, there's nothing left on the corn. And you think to yourself, well, geez, there must have been, you know, a squirrel or something like that. But you're like, how do they get up here on the on the side of the building? How do they get at it? It's probably a blue jay from my experience that or, or some bird. But blue jays seem to be very, very attracted to this. It's that time of year when they're starting to, you know, put on a little bit of extra weight for winter. And, you know, corn's a heavy, heavy, heavy hitter when it comes to birds this time of year. So I suspect that's probably the problem. Now, another topic is from a customer, fairy gardening inside. I know you've talked about it before. How should I get started? What should I do to keep the kids interested? Okay, 
So fairy gardening, you know, we've talked about bringing that indoors um, early on when we first started the show. We were talking about that a little bit. So let's bring that topic up again because I think it's a great one. So now's the time when, you know, you're fairy gardening, you may be doing outside, and it's time to start thinking about bringing it inside. So some of the things I've talked about before is kind of make making a story wrapped around it to keep the kids interested. So maybe you can kind of work on a story like the fairies are going to go to a tropical island, you know, something similar to that, you know, where you're going to build a terrarium inside and it's going to be all with houseplants and tropical things and all the little additions, you know, maybe make a little beach in there, um, you know, with some little bit of water, you know, you could add kind of some little pails and, you know, other interesting things that would be found at the beach and kind of think of it in those terms, you know, that the fairies are going to go to their tropical island and their rest spot, you know, inside for the winter. And we're going to give them that oasis. So, you know, and then when the weather gets better in the spring, we can transition back outside. So I think that's a great way to kind of tell a story with the kids. You know, they'll tell their friends, you know, they can be interactive. You can constantly kind of add to it. You can fill up the water. You can add some new sand throughout the the winter, you know, add a new um, little structure or or whatnot. And, um, you know, it'll be a really nice kind of story. But think about it in terms of how can you tell the story in the garden inside? Maybe it's in a big pot and you have a wonderful big house plant that you've already got there and you just make a nice little fairy garden around the base. So you don't have to add a lot of cost and a lot of new things. Maybe you buy a nice house plant and put it in a pot and put it in your child's room and they have to care for the plant. They have to care for all of the the wonderful things that are going on with the fairy garden stuff. Now, obviously, some of these things are small. So I would recommend that it's not in a place where it might be a choke hazard for children because many of these little ornaments and whatnot are small. Make sure your children are of, of age and, and can handle handling some of these things. Otherwise, keep them in a common area where they can't get to them because a lot of them are small and could be choke hazards. But bring that story in, you know, Talk to them about the fall foliage outside. Start the transition of, yeah, well, maybe they need to move to a warmer spot for the winter and, you know, start the story kind of off going down that road. And I think you're going to create a situation inside where, you know, they're going to get into it. You know, maybe you can find some other fairy books that would go along with that story and you could build with that. There are many different, you know, things you can find out there on the internet, um, you know, to kind of help you with that story if you're not creative. But use a little creativity. I think you certainly can kind of bring that together. Okay, so to wrap up the show, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from The Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Fall is in the air, leaves are changing, pumpkins turning, and fall is the best time to plant trees, shrubs, and perennials. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. 
You know those Black Friday doorbuster deals where they offer ridiculous prices on a few items? Well, imagine that on almost every item. Estabrooks and Scarborough and Kennebunk are closing for the season on Monday, October 14th. And all trees, shrubs, perennials, roses, ground covers, and annuals are now 40 to 50% off. You'll enjoy a head start on next spring, and you won't even have to camp out the night before. To learn more, visit Estabrooks and Scarborough or Kennebunk or on the web at estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Can you feel the change coming? Leaves will turn, sweaters will be rediscovered, and autumn will be upon us. Get a jump start on the season with a kaleidoscope of fall color from Estabrooks. Homegrown garden mums are now available at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. A true harbinger of fall, these fantastic plants will bring the colors of autumn to your home all season long. Winter will be here soon, so make this a fall to hold on to. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. On the last live show for the peak season, we're going into our off-season uh, you know, radio show time frame. We're going to be on from 8 to 9 o'clock instead of 7 to 9, and it's going to be a tape show. Okay, it's not going to change a whole heck of a lot. The only difference is you won't be able to call in. If you want to submit questions, you know, I can certainly answer them. Uh, it's estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. Submit your questions just like you have all season, and we'll bring those up along the way. We're going to our off-season time frame due to the fact that the gardening season is kind of, you know, winding down. There's less to talk about. We're going to have a lot more guests scheduled, you know, and going to a tape show where we tape them during the week, it's a lot easier to schedule guests and be able to kind of, you know, work within the people's confines of their normal work week. So we'll be able to bring up a lot of things like bringing on folks um, like, you know, Johnny Select Seeds, bringing them back, you know, and talking to them about all the new seed varieties. We'll be able to bring in some of our suppliers and talk about new plants for next year, how amazing they are, you know, and talk about topics that are going to be hot button issues for the following year. Also talking about environmental issues in your home, you know, things that you might have going on, you know, and we'll bring in some of the, the uh, talk about some of the home projects you might want to do, you know, bring in some folks from the, the building industry and kind of talk about new products there too. So also maybe to even talking to some of the chefs and whatnot, talking about why fresh herbs are, are uh, you know, important and how you can have those all, all season long. So we're going to bring in a whole host of different things to talk about, kind of add and put some more flair to the show over the winter months and kind of keep you engaged, I hope. So, but I'm always available, you know, certainly contact me. Um, I love it when we get, I get emails, you know, asking to talk about a topic, something you're interested, you know, don't hesitate to contact us. Um, you know, the last thing I really want to talk about this week, and it's a big topic, so we're not going to cover everything. But over the last week or 10 days, a trend I've noticed in the garden center is many, many people calling and asking about pruning questions and how important it is to get the right information, okay? With pruning, I'm going to give you some general tools to kind of think about. First off, when does the plant bloom? Okay, that's the first question you need to ask yourself. When does the plant bloom? typically bloom in my yard. So 
take lilacs, take forsythia, take rhododendrons, all of the things that basically bloom from probably June 15th or before. You cannot prune those plants at this time of year. I'll repeat that. You cannot prune those plants this time of year. You will be taking flower buds off for the following season. Now, sometimes we have to prune a plant and we're willing to sacrifice the blossoms. It's fine. But it is important that we understand what we're doing when we do that. So all your rhododendrons, all your azaleas, all your lilacs, all your facithia, you know, anything that sets flower buds for the following spring's bloom, you can't prune. Now, there's always exceptions to the rule. Think about wagelia. Wagelia blooms on new wood. It's better if you prune it back either in the fall or in the spring. It promotes more branching. You get a lot more flowers. So there are exceptions to every rule. So if your plant bloomed late summer, you can go ahead and prune it back. So most all of your um, spirea, with the exception of bridal wreath and snow mound, I recommend those don't get pruned in the spring because I think you're going to take too much of the flower and the shape away from it. But all of your small varieties like Little Princess, Magic Carpet, all of those varieties you can prune back in the fall if you want. You can also prune them in the spring because they bloom on new wood, but you're not going to hurt them. Hydrangeas you can prune this fall or early spring. Okay. Rosa Sharon, same thing. We want to wait on butterfly bush. We want to not cut blue hydrangea ever. <laughs> okay, blue hydrangea, don't prune them back. Okay, very important. So if you have questions about pruning, don't hesitate to call the store if you're not sure. If you're having problems with them blooming year in and year out, ask the question. It may be the way you're pruning. So I'm going to leave that topic because I think certainly – you have the tools. Give us a call. Call us at the Yarmouth store, 846-4398. Give us a call. Simple question. We'll be able to answer it over the phone. If you know what the plant is, we can help out. So give us a call. We're wrapping up our live show here. You know, it's a little bittersweet. You know, now I get to have my Saturday mornings off. You know, Debbie does too. But I've really enjoyed all summer. It's been a great, great show. I love the interaction we've had with customers. We'll bring it back next spring, you know, and do some more live shows. Hopefully we can get a little more interaction with people calling in. But I love the contact that we've had. Customers seem to love the show. Please rate us on iTunes. If you are a podcast person, you know, pick up the podcast at estabrooksonline.com or go to iTunes. And, you know, search for the Joy of Gardening go, Garden Show and, you know, rate us. You know, I'd love to see some ratings on there just to see, you know, how we're doing out there. Always welcome feedback, you know, and whatnot. But what I want to say is get out there and enjoy this weather. I'm going to. I'm going to do a bunch more gardening stuff in the yard. Going to stack some firewood. Going to get ready for winter. You know, it's coming. But along the way, I'm going to take some breaks. I'm going to just stare out into the foliage. I'm going to take some breaks, stop, 
kind of sort of speak, smell the roses and take in some of this. Maybe get an ice cream. You know, the end of the season is coming. So get an ice cream. You know, check out a fair. You know, go pick some apples. You know, beautiful time of year. Get out there and enjoy your landscape. I love this time of year. And come visit us in the garden center. There's still plenty of things to offer. Again, Scarborough and Kennebunk store, closing Monday of Columbus Day weekend, October 14th. You know, and uh, we're happy that we've had a great season down there in those two stores, but we'll continue for Christmas in our Yarmouth store. Christmas is a big season for us in Yarmouth. If you have not visited us at Christmas, it is worth it. We've got some exciting events for Christmas that we're going to be announcing in the next few weeks. We'll be talking about those. We've got some ladies' nights. we got some other things kind of going on. So a lot of fun coming up. We're going to enjoy our garden. Get out there and enjoy your garden and have a wonderful weekend.